take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 4. While you're turning there, <laughs> Ken, please don't leave. Uh, <laughs> come back. Um, uh, oh, yeah. A really important aspect of our worship assembly, thank you, slides, Richard, is our offering that we bring to the Lord every Sunday. This is an important part of worship. It's really where the rubber meets the road of what God means to us in our lives. And so we make it possible for you in four different ways for you to give your offering. You can mail a check to the church address. You can go on uh, automatic draft through your bank. Quite easy to do. You can go online to our website, eastsidesprings.com. You can click on give. It's right there on the home page. Follow the easy instructions, or you can drop your contribution off at the box there in the middle if you're here in person. And um, if you're not here in person and you're with us live streaming, I'm looking straight at you at the cameras. We love you. You're part of this family. It means the world to us that you are here. We thank you. And hey, text us, email us, let, let us know that you're with us. That means the world to us as well. Ephesians chapter 4, this is an amazing passage. May God's Spirit take it and, and use it to penetrate into our hearts. As a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble. That should be enough, shouldn't it? Just hear that. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. What a statement. But to each of us, each one of us, that's all of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Listen to this. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure, the fullness of Christ. That's God's desire for you. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, listen to this, speaking, if we could do this, speaking the truth in love. Both are important. Oh, there's so many sermons here. I have to keep going. We will grow to become in every respect, the mature body of him 
who is the head, that is Christ. And this is like driving it home. Verse 16 is, is if I have a main point here. From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Last week we looked in Acts chapter 2 and we saw for two weeks in a row a beautiful picture of the church and last week specifically it's a church that was incredibly rapidly growing. And when we say the word church growth if we're using the Bible to really define that there's, there's two really biblical principles of what that means. First of all it means Growing the growing and the maturing of the members of a church more and more into the likeness of Jesus. That's what Paul says here in chapter 4. Which in turn naturally leads to numerical growth. You cannot be growing into the image of Jesus and not be reaching out to the lost because that's who Jesus is. That's why he came and that's what just happens when you become more and more like him. And so last week I said it, in, in order for God to do his part... It's going to be important for us to do our part. God and only God can cause this growth among us. But it's up to us to do our part. And if we're going to do our part, then we're going to need you as an individual to do your part. That's really God's message to the Christians in the church in Ephesus. And it's his message to us today. That's the point here of this passage, I believe. There are a lot of church leaders and churches, they're looking for the key or the keys or the strategy or the secret to church growth. Tons of books are written on it. Tons of conferences and seminars are on church growth. But the secret is right here in front of us. In chapter 4 and verse 16 it says, From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament. That's us joined together in the community of God's people. That's the church. It grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Do you see that? It's not complicated. The secret to church growth is you. You're the secret. Notice it doesn't say the church grows and builds itself up as the minister does his work. If we could only just get a minister like that or the church grows and builds itself up as the elders do their work. If we could just have better elders, it doesn't say that. It says, as each part, meaning as you, do your part. You see, now, that doesn't mean I don't have a job. That doesn't mean the elders don't have a role. Paul says, no, you do have a role, but your role is not to do everything. He says here, your role is to equip the saints. That's a good King James translation. It is to equip the members of this church to find their place in the church and in the community, to find their gifts that have been given to them and use them for works of service. Church growth experts tell us 
that 95% of all churches in America don't have more than 300 members. And there's many reasons for that, I guess. But they'll tell you that one of those reasons is because 300 is about all that one minister can take care of and manage. So we're basically at that 300 mark, give or take a few. And the problem is in too many churches, there's an expectation that the minister, while he's paid, they ministers, they're paid, that they're supposed to do everything. And the rest of us are supposed to basically be spectators and consumers instead of active participants and contributors. But the problem is there's just so much one or a few can do. And so church, if we are going to break our ceiling, not that one, but this 300 ceiling, then it's going to mean a shift among many of us from consumers and spectators to participants and contributors. Church growth experts will also tell you that the, in the average church, 20% of the members do 80% of the needed works of service in the church family. And sadly, those statistics also work true for the financial giving to the church. And so what that basically means is 80% are counting on 20% to carry everything. Now, I don't know, I haven't figured out how these percentages work out here at Eastside. But from where I sit, it seems clear to me that we have too few doing too much and too many doing too little. So let me just ask you, which best characterizes your involvement, not 10 years ago, because that's where your mind's going to go to make you feel better about things, or 15 or 20 years ago, which best characterizes your involvement right now at Eastside? Are you a spectator or a participant? Are you in the 20% or are you in the 80%? Are you here as a contributor or are you here as a consumer? And so if you find yourself only or mostly here as a spectator, as a consumer, well, you know, this is kind of hard to swallow, but that's basically an indication of two things. First of all, it's an indication that in truth, you're really not following Jesus. Because in the book of Matthew, we read of Jesus in chapter 20 and verse 28, the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve. So why have you come? To be served or to serve? And secondly, a lack of service or a lack of involvement, Paul is telling us here, I believe, that's, that's an indication of a lack of spiritual maturity or to use the word that he uses in verse 14, it means you're still an infant. Here we discover that when each of us take the skills and abilities in our lives, or, or as Paul mentions, the grace, the gifts of grace that have been given to us by Christ, and we use them to serve others and serve the community, it is then that we as individuals grow 
and mature more into the image of Christ, which in turn spills over to the church in general, growing more into the image and the likeness of Christ as a whole. And so since it is our job as church leaders to equip you to works of service, as we read here in chapter 4, so that to help you grow, so that we as a church will grow, in order to take this passage and say, okay, how can we apply this? It's one thing to preach it. How can we leave here today and apply it? We have made or set up in the foyer over in this section displays to help you become aware of ways that you can live this passage. Help you in learning ways in which you can connect, as we call it here, grow and serve at Eastside, which is our vision for every single member here at Eastside. Now let me explain this picture that just popped up on the screen. Our mission at Eastside in the middle of the picture that's what we do. And it's good to know, like, why do we do this? We come here every Sunday, we go to class, and we do worship. But what's, you know, it's good to know why you're doing it. What is it we're supposed to be doing? Jesus says what's really clear. Go and make disciples. That's what we do. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And basically, that falls into two categories. Helping people come into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ through becoming his followers, and then helping those people at that point. You don't stop there in the baptistry, but helping them grow and mature more and more in into the image of Christ. That's our mission. That's what it means to make disciples. That's what we do. It's one thing to say that's what we do, but then how do you do that? Well, that's where our vision comes in. Our vision is how we carry that out. And we define that with three easy words for you to remember. We say connect, grow, and serve. Hopefully you hear that a, a lot here. And we mean by that three things... I guess you'd call it three things. Connecting with God and with others. You can't do one without the other. You cannot say it's just me and God. You can't, God's in the middle of the family. And so I'm connecting with God and connecting with others. Secondly, growing together as we learn God's word together. That's what we're hoping is happening actually right now. And then serving, we mean by that serving in the church family, but also serving in the community. And as you can see in this picture, this vision is cyclical. It's a continual cycle that just continues. And so the more I connect with God and his family, the more I grow. And the more I grow into the image and the likeness of Jesus, the more I just naturally start serving in the church. And the more I just naturally start serving in the community. If I'm not serving, then really am I even growing? And the more that I'm serving in the community, the more I'm serving in the church, the more I'm connecting and becoming more like God and connecting with Him and working side by side with other people in the church. I'm, I'm connecting with them. The more I'm connecting with them, the more I'm serving. The more I'm serving, the more I'm growing. And it just continues in this until all of a sudden... God's mission of making and shaping and forming people into the likeness of Jesus as individuals and as a church, the making of disciples, thus, is being carried out. And so in the foyer, there are displays that you will see of various ways you can connect, grow, and serve here at Eastside. Now, you're not going to find out there Everything that we offer at Eastside, there's just a few things that are basically some of the current needs that we have. We so said we need to let our members know this is some stuff that they can really 
really connect with and where they can grow and serve as well. So you're going to find a table out there, Temple, who just shared with Joyce and, and her other team members from Eastside. They're going to be out there, and they would love for you to come and talk to them about fostering hope. Incredible ministry. I cannot say enough about it. You, I'm not exaggerating, saying you can play a role in changing the life of a broken child through being a part of that. I, I, trust me, it's true. Now, over here, actually, I noticed Angela has a table up on this side. It's away from this section. Angela Oden works with another ministry we're partnering with called Hope and Home. It's another foster care ministry as well. Somebody came up to me today and said, Eddie, we have a need. Could you announce this? So I said, yeah, I got a perfect place to announce that. Uh, we have a ministry called Mercy's Gate where we work out in the community where the broken and destitute people who are having a hard time making ends meet. One of the things we do on Monday nights, the fourth Monday of the month, we go and we pray with those people. We counsel with those people at, at Mercy's Gate location. But what we really need are volunteers on the fourth Monday of the, uh, of the month to help us in volunteering in those ways, but also preparing and serving a meal. Elaine Baxter, where is Elaine? Elaine is right back there. Elaine is going to be at the serve table. Just ask somebody, where is Elaine? If you don't know her, we need you to be a part of that incredible ministry. Um, I always leave there blessed. At the serve display, after you get through talking to Elaine, you're going to find these packets. And the packets have every single ministry that's in this church family listed. And everything you need to know about how you can find a ministry and be involved in serving in a ministry, it's in that packet. And so if you are not involved in serving, we do not want to burn out those who are already doing a lot. But if you're not in a ministry... I want to encourage you to go and get one of those packets, read it. Got questions, ask me or any of the elders on staff. But really, it's pretty simple. Contact, the contacts for each of those ministries are in there. At the serve table, you're also going to find a piece of paper. It's a sign-up sheet. We need a large number of you to really consider this today. Just to do what we're doing today, it takes a large number of people in so many ways. Whether it means getting communion prepared, greeters, sound, singing, so much. We need a lot of help. Just, and it's really not complicated. It's just what you do when you walk in on Sundays. We want you to consider going up to the serve table. You can't miss it. There's serve, there's grow, there's connect. The signs are hanging there. Under there, you'll find that sign-up sheet. I want to encourage you to fill that out. You can give it to Sarah. There's a problem. I think she's going to have a basket or a box there. If you need to take it home, we'd rather you just fill it out today and say, I'll commit to that today. Um, Fill that out. At the grow display over here, you're going to see there's a lot of aspects to grow, but the two main things we have there today are the uh, men's Bible study and two, a woman's Bible study that's available. Those are life-changing from my experience of watching what's happening to my wife, and it's incredible. I would strongly encourage you to go and talk to Karen or to Jake about that. You're going to find displays over there for our children's ministry. Our children's ministry always needs servants to be a part of that and our student ministry that's sixth grade through 12th grade there's ways you could connect grow and serve go and talk to kevin taylor or lorraine about that and of course you'll see right back there with the big green 
sign, uh, fluorescent green, you can't miss it, fluorescent orange couch. That's our life group ministry sign up. That is our strongest way for you in this church body to connect with God and connect with others. If you're not in a life group, I want to encourage you to come back there today and sign up for a, minute, for, for a life group. If, you know, if you're in one, find someone, bring them back there and, and help them sign up. If you would have questions about that, come and ask us. I'll be at that table. If you, we actually need some new groups, and if you'd be willing to host a group, then please come and let me know. There's too many of us here who used to be very involved in life groups who are no longer involved in them. We need you back. Come, come see us uh, at the Connect section, section uh, under our, our life groups. Now, with all of this, we are providing donuts and coffee free. Now, last week, I said there's going to be donuts, and there weren't. What a salesman I am, Right? There were cookies, my bad, okay? So there's going to be donuts and coffee just to enhance the fellowship, okay? Um, now, as I mentioned, everything that's going on in Eastside is not back there. So there's a lot more that's going on. So I want to say this to you. It's really important for you to be paying attention, not only during the sermon, but during the announcements, the announcements of the time, the caramel. Those are emails that go out to all of our church members. If you're not getting that, let Sarah know you need to be on that list. Be reading our bulletin. Be looking at bulletin. Be looking at our, our Facebook page. There is where we mention every Sunday. There's not a Sunday that goes by that we do not mention ways for you to connect, grow, and serve at Eastside. Honestly, the opportunities in this church family are numerous, so numerous, that I can say with confidence, if you would say, I'm just not growing, it's really your own fault. The opportunities are there. But here's part of it too. If you're not growing, and that's spilling over to the rest of us, it's playing a role in stunting and impairing the growth of our church as a whole. We need you. Listen to this. You are the secret to church growth. Because you see, as we see in Ephesians chapter 4, God's incredible work of growing the church through spiritual maturity of its members and through reaching out and bringing others into the kingdom, he carries it out through the community of the church as his people, as each person does its work. And I'm finished, kind of. But, oh, that's nice and short. The sermon now is going to move from here to its personal and practical application out in the foyer. I want to ask you to go there and to look at those booths and look at ways that you can be a part of connecting and growing at Eastside so that God can do his incredible work among us in his kingdom. Let's stand together and pray. We'll have a song and a benediction, and then we'll continue the sermon in the foyer. Father, thank you for this passage and its powerful truths that are there. Take them, personalize them, help us to see what you're saying not to the other people, but each one of us as individuals. Father, we offer ourselves to you as instruments in your hands that you would carry out among us in the community of this church family your eternal kingdom purposes.
we bring this song before you. Hey, I'm Eddie White, the Senior Minister for the Eastside Church of Christ. Sure want to thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I hope today's message was indeed a blessing to you. I'd like to invite you to browse our website at eastsidesprings.com to get more information or to contact us. And as always, we indeed welcome you to join us for our worship service in Colorado Springs as we seek to live out Jesus' mission of making disciples of all nations.